Welcome to another episode of our Sister to Sister podcast, equipping each other from one sister to another. Now, today's episode has literally got me in goosebumps because I am super excited. I get to interview one of the many women that I personally look up to. Her name is Kanye Zungo, also known as Kanye Pearls Zungo on the socials. Kanye Zungo is a leading mining attorney and entrepreneur. Currently, she is the chief advisor legal at ESCOM. During her tenure in practice and corporates, she has worked on and led several groundbreaking billion ranch transactions with a particular interest in energy and mining. Named as Mainland Guardian's top 200 young South Africans, Kanye is the founder and CEO of Loyal Solutions, as well as the founder and chairwoman of Luke 638 Foundation, which is a non-profit organization which focuses on poverty alleviation, education, and sanitary health. Please enjoy this podcast. So today we have a very special guest, um, one that I personally look up to by the name of Kanye Prozum. This is Kanye, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. I'm excited. Thank you. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Um, honestly, it was, I took such a great step um, sending you a DM. And honestly, I was praying this one time and I was like, no way I'm doing this thing. And I just acted <laughs> in faith, honestly, hoping that you'll agree. And so um, it's such an honor for me to have you here. All right. Um, so um, I think one of the questions that I have since you are such an inspirational woman and you have achieved so many things, um, I think, um, what made you do what you do? That is the question that I have today. And what made you discover your purpose and what was the inspiration behind you doing what you do today? So um, in relation to being a lawyer or becoming a lawyer, I've always wanted to be a lawyer. I was the most argumentative little girl you'll ever encounter. Um, Good at debates, but more than anything, I had the spirit of justice uh, in me. You know, back then, obviously, I didn't realize or I was not able to recognize and put a finger on it, but I've always had sincere justice in my heart. And I think what sealed, uh, uh, you know, what put the nail on the coffin is that uh, legal wise adverts. I don't know how old you are. Maybe you don't remember it. Um, but in that legal wise adverts, there was a guy harassing a lady and the lady would say, don't talk to me, talk to my lawyer. And the lawyer would be wearing all black, a black robe, black uh, shades, pulling a black briefcase and I was like "Mm -mm, this lawyer needs to be me and I need to be this lawyer you know as silly as it sounds I was still quite young but I was like "Mm -mm, I need to be a lawyer and yeah Yeah. because of my personality I think I I wasn't the the greatest orator there was out there but I think you know I had structured thoughts and I was I was ready to debate I was ready to fight for what's right and I think it became natural then to just you know go the legal route yeah 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 mm, oh that's mm. awesome that, that's awesome um i'm also a law student of my own and i think that's with awesome. law students it's all like a similar story with all of us and um mm. yeah that is just so inspirational and so um in one of your youtube videos i watched um that you were talking about um 
biblical inspired tips for success. And I mm. found that to be so profound, especially in today's world where um, everyone gives tips for success, but they're not really rooted in the word of God. And mm. so um, uh, I really just would like for you to just shed some light on those biblical tips for success, especially with this podcast being um, aimed to inspire women, you know, equipping each other from one sister to another. It is just such an amazing thing for us to know that there are actually biblical tips for success and we don't have to look at a worldly standard. Mm, mm. so i'll just maybe look at one or two because of the interest of time yeah so god says something interesting in the book of deuteronomy i think it's chapter eight he says remember the lord your god for it is he <clears throat> excuse me for it is he who gives you the ability to create wealth he doesn't say remember the lord your god for it is he who gives you wealth but for it he it is he who gives you the ability to create wealth. So God gives you the enablement to create yeah. wealth. You, you could spend years praying for wealth, but if you don't work the ability, you'll never attain that wealth. God gives you the ability. And I, I remember making this example in another seminar I was speaking in. <clears throat> Imagine me coming to you, Angela, and I say, here's a car. I have put fuel in it. Here's your driver's license. I've given you the ability to drive. I need you to go. There's a store uh, down the road. It has everything, whatever you need, whatever you need, whatever desire you have, it's in that store down the road. Do you need a new house? Do you need a, a, another degree? Do you need a new car? Do you need a job, a successful business? It's in that shop down the road. Here's the car. Here's your driver's license. Here is fuel. Now, that is God giving you the ability. In order for you to attain those things in that shop, you need to switch on the engine. You need to look at the rear view mirror and set your mirrors and adjust them accordingly. You need to put your gear into gear one for those driving manuals. And you need to drive that car to the shop. Now, what I've realized with young people, young Christians, they will be sitting in that car praying, Lord, I need success. Lord, I need a new degree. Help me. I need to pass my exams, Lord. Lord, it's like you're waiting on me. I'm waiting on you. I've given you the car, switch on that engine. You know, if you are a student, you've said you're a student, if you are out there and you're listening and you're a student, open those books and study. You know, praying in tongues, you'll pray in tongues and still fail and repeat that, yes, sweetheart. Open those books. God has given you the ability, the ability then if you are studying, it means it's given you the mind. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. The Bible says, as Christ is, so are we. So that intelligence of Christ is upon you. In the book of James, the Bible says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask from God who gives without finding fault. Whoever's out there like, that is lacking of wisdom, it's your own fault. Because in James, God says, I will give it to you without even finding fault. I won't even open your books to see if you've been a good girl or a bad girl. If you just ask me for wisdom, the Bible says, I will give you the wisdom. So you'll have that wisdom and intelligence of Christ. You can study. The Bible says the Holy Spirit teaches you all things and brings them into remembrance. So as you begin to study, say, Holy Spirit, the Bible the word of God says, you will teach me all things and bring them into remembrance. As you open that book, the Holy Spirit will start teaching these things to you and revealing this material to you. And he'll bring it into remembrance in that exam room. God has given you more than enough equipment to not only pass, but excel. The reason you're not excelling is because you're not working the ability. So remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability, not the wealth, but the ability 
to create the wealth. That's why other people who are not even Christian will overtake you and they will get all this wealth and you'll be crying to God. And God is like, you're not even switching on the engine. You're not even working that ability. So in other words, you must work. It's a principle of the kingdom of God. God says in the book of Genesis to uh, Adam, uh, here is a garden. I need you to work the garden. So he had given him all dominion over everything. Then he said, work the garden. Even God worked. That's why it says on the seventh day, he rested from his work. If God okay. is a worker, who on earth are you to not work and expect the greatest? You know, so work hard. That's a kingdom principle. I think yeah, we need yeah. it there because I'll just keep going on. <laughs> Yeah, um, that is so profound, um, which which perfectly ties into my next question. Um, you're talking about how we work, we need to work hard and God has given us the intelligence, intelligence of Christ. I want to know what is the biggest lie that is being told to young ladies today? What do you think is the biggest lie that we believe and um, we should change our perspectives towards it? Oh, man, <laughs> this question. Um, this is about to strike a chord, you know, to many <laughs> listeners, but by the, the grace of God, and you're a believer, hey, so shame if you're listening and you're not a believer, by the grace of God, I'm going to speak something that will pull you out, whether you're a believer or you're not a believer, but this is something the enemy has lied in your head, but I'm about to pull you out. The enemy has told young ladies, it's okay to not do much with your life, but just dress well, take pictures, and write hashtags of life um, to yeah. screenshot pictures of celebrities who actually don't sleep working hard, but we take their pictures, their success, and we say mm -hmm. hashtag manifesting and we put a candle. That's the biggest lie of the enemy. The enemy has said it's okay to sleep with a, a six-year-old man and get all these lovely things, Louis Vuitton and everything, just so you can be relevant, you know, and then post and say hashtags of life. That's a life mm -hmm. in the pits of hell. If you could understand the purpose of the woman biblically and in accordance to the will of God, you would jump out of that, that slumber you are in. God gave women the grace to create. God, we yeah. are creators. In other words, if the woman arises in their ability, God-given ability, and they decide, I will now create wealth for myself, you will attain that wealth. If a woman arises and says, this house is too cold, I'm going to make it a home, guess what? That house will be a home. If a woman says, I need a PhD in law or in, in, in whatever field, because we've been given that ability, then you'll be able to do it. All you need to do is to say it and then work the ability. But the enemy wants to keep you just in slumber long enough. He wants to keep telling you your worth is in your pictures. Then three years down the line, we've forgotten about you because there's a new younger, prettier girl, you know, that is now yeah. in the hashtags. And it happens year after year, we see this, you know. And once that has happened, you feel ashamed and you feel like, ah, you know, where's my worth? And you just go on a, on a spiral. It's very tough okay. to see someone who was living that life, you know, that we call of slay queens. I don't like, you know, terming things, but it's very hard to see somebody who lived that life and then has bounced back because that's the, the plan of the enemy. But he wants to bury you in that, you know, and that's the first lie that it's okay to then just live out, you know, an extravagant life that you didn't work for. 
That's the lie of the enemy. That is the lie of the enemy. It finishes. You know, if God says he gives you the ability to create wealth and you don't work that ability, but instead you leech on somebody else's ability, then that wealth is not yours. That means the enemy has the right to take away, to take it away. That's why it never yeah. lasts. Show me someone who has been leeching on people's wealth for over 10 years and is still fine. That is impossible. It does not happen. That's why you'll find that then GBV is involved abuse cheating and all of these things is involved and snakes and all those demonic mooties is involved because you have given the enemy a legal door or an opening to come and take whatever you have away because you didn't work the ability god gave you whenever there's wealth god has given ability and there must have been a working of the ability for that wealth to be legal in the earthly realm if there is wealth that did not come from the working of an ability, a God-given ability, then that wealth is there illegally. It's from the enemy and the enemy can take it away from you. So don't, yeah. don't, don't get sucked into that. Don't get sucked into that. Secondly, the hashtag manifesting thing, people think they can go to Conquer the whole week and weekend <laughs> uh, and then study literally the night before the exam, then say hashtag manifesting a nice life. You take a picture next to a Bentley at Gonka, then you post it the night before exam. You say hashtag manifesting when you put a candle, then you start studying at that moment, then you fail. You know, this whole manifesting thing, there's no such thing as I manifest it. You can manifest it all you like. You must work. You must work the ability. You know, yeah. that's a lie of the enemy. And if you look at the roots of manifesting, because when it came online and it, it became a serious thing, I actually went and did my research. It comes from a, a new age religion, which is a religion that is anti-Christ. So all the Christians out there are going around saying, uh, manifesting, hashtag manifesting. You are ascribing to the principles of an anti-Christ religion, of yeah. a new age religion that believes in light and wisdom, not in God, not in Christ yeah. Jesus. That's where it's coming from. And in their mind, they say, you know, so long as you keep saying something and saying it and saying you're manifesting it, the universe, they believe in the universe, the universe will reward you. That's a lie of the enemy. If that's the case, there's a guy somewhere under a bridge called Sipo who keeps saying, you know, I, I, I want to have a job, I want to be rich, but it's still under a bridge. The universe is not going to reward you. The universe is created itself. How can the created yield fruits for the created as well? You know, if God created you and created the universe, how is then something that's also created? And God, by the way, said to Adam, I even give you dominion over this earth. So this earth you think, and this universe you think is going to reward you, it was created and put under your feet. That's why manifesting is so demonic and dangerous because manifesting says that the universe will reward me. Now you are making the universe your God. When in Genesis... Yeah. My God, God said the universe is under your feet. You are the God of the universe. In other words, you tell the universe what to do. You work it to yield the results you want to attain. But now with manifesting, you are saying, oh, reward me, oh, universe. It's now your God. When God said you are the God of this earth. So mm -hmm. don't ascribe to that manifesting thing and hashtag candles. Stop screenshotting people's, you know, success and saying hashtag manifesting is. No, go work. It's okay to post it and be admired. I absolutely agree with that. You know, that's fine. I used to do it as well. God bless you. But don't think sitting there 
and just saying manifesting is going to yield anything for you. You have to work the God-given ability because he has given you dominion over everything. Anything you can see, he has given you dominion as a human being, especially as a woman, as a lady. Now, mm. you know, the, the woman, as I close, Eve was taken from Adam's rib. The Bible says God put uh, Adam into a deep sleep and he took out a rib and made Eve. Now, Eve is a rib. A rib, a rib, now a rib cage, it keeps the body intact. If there wasn't a rib cage, all the organs would just collapse. Everything would just collapse and concave inward, if that makes sense. So mm. the rib cage is protective. It protects. The rib cage makes uh, the body to stand upright. And the rib, ca rib cage gives structure. That's the woman. The woman is able to give structure to a thing that is just a mess. The woman is able to work it until there's structure, until it stands upright, you know? So that's who you are. You have that ability, whether it's in your business, it's in your job, it's in your family, it's in your studies. God has given you the ability as a woman, as a young lady to, to, to demand and command structure. If there's, your studies are just messing you up, you're like, mm -mm, I'm a rib. I command structure in these books, structure mm -hmm. in this material, structure, structure, structure. And as you work it, that's just how it will be. It has to listen to you because you've got dominion, remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so profound. I love how you mentioned manifesting and the new age of spirituality. Because when you look at some of those things, such as the law of attraction as well, all of those things, when you look at the principle of those things, it seems as if they took biblical principles and then they turned them into world things. Because when the, yeah. with the law of attraction, it talks about how you what you think you attract but we find the bible in the book of proverbs talking about how as a man thinketh so is he and so those and a lot of um the terminologies and things that are going on in new age spirituality are actually derived from the bible and then they turn them yeah. into um, things that is very profound um i only had like a few questions left and so for me, I like how you're talking about how God has given us the ability to, to do things and we have the ability to work things. But um, I think sometimes some of us, we don't have a problem with starting something, but it is the consistency. And especially when you are being consistent in something and it's not yet yielding the results. And then, and then it, sometimes you just feel like giving up and, or quitting or anything of that sort. So I want to know, what were the times in your life where you had to be consistent with something even when you didn't see the results of it? Okay, so you, you need to remember that with the ability, the ability is consistent. It's not a one-off. The ability mm. isn't God giving you the car keys and walking away. It's him saying, I've even put petrol. So it's in you. You know, the Bible says, Christ shall carry unto completion the good work he began in you. He will carry it unto completion so long as you yield to him and yield to the ability he has given you. Imagine if Jesus decided, actually, I'm just going to quit. I'm not going to go up the cross. I actually don't need to do this. It's tough. I don't want to die and be nailed on the cross. Sorry, mankind, you are doomed. You know, <laughs> because your God finishes what he starts. So yeah. there are times he finishes what he starts. He, he, in fact, I know we say he's Alpha and Omega, which means the beginning and the end. But in the original language, it says he's Omega and Alpha, which means he's the end, then the beginning, which means he doesn't start unless he first ended. 
So he first finishes, then he starts. So God finishes his staff. You need to finish your staff for starters. However, there are times where, as you've correctly said, you feel like, you know what, I'm just tired. I actually, I am so close to quitting. Things are just not going my way. I'm just tired. There are times, gosh, I remember when I was doing my articles, my legal articles, those were tough. Uh, I'd get to work at about seven and I'd only leave around 10 because after work we do PLT classes. So I'd, I'd literally, yeah, I'd literally be at work for, I don't know, from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can calculate. I'd get home around half 11, maybe eat, then sleep. Then around half four, five, I need to wake up again. It was a tough environment. Um, my initial principal, my boss of the time, was not the sweetest man there is out there. <laughs> um, you know, it was a tough environment. Plus, I had to study for board exams. And studying for board exams was close to impossible because I just never had time. <clears throat> Excuse me. I always was busy with work. So at some point, I was just like, honestly, do I really want to be a lawyer? Let me just reason. You know, when you get to that point in time where you sit down with yourself, and you say, do I really need to do this? And you start weighing it down and saying, okay, actually, if I quit, what's going to happen? Do we have enough money at home, you know, for them to sustain me? You know, what, what's going to happen? You start reasoning with, until you get to that point, you'll never be close to quitting, where you actually start reasoning and thinking, mm, you know, if I quit, what will happen to my car? Must I send it back? And then what's going to happen? So I've been in those moments, even in business, I've been in those moments where I'm like, actually, people are not paying my invoices. I'm actually just done with these people, you know, uh, at work as well, where you're like, mm -mm, this is becoming ridiculous. It, you do have those moments. <clears throat> and those moments are designed not for you to quit, but are designed for something in you to just grow and, and gain more strength, you know, so you can be stronger for the next challenge. Um, yeah. You know, you are in school. You can't go. What year are you doing? I'm doing second year. Second year, that's so sweet and awesome. <laughs> so you can't you, you can't go into third year without first writing the exams of the second year. The exams of the second year now say you are now ready for third year, you know, and that's how it is with our journey to success and our journey to living in purpose. With each graduation, whenever you 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 face a hurdle or a challenge, you must now know, oh, look at that, I'm ready to be promoted to the next level. You know, that's why it's so difficult. That's why I want to quit. That's why I want to cry. Exams are not nice, but I have to go through it and pass so that I can be graduated and be a step closer to my success. So if you always have that mentality, no matter what challenges are thrown your way, no matter what is presented, the enemy presents to you as a better way out, you know, no matter who DMs you and says, you know what, baby girl, you don't even have to go to school. I'll take care of you. You, you see that, you see this challenge, you see this presentation by the enemy. He's trying to take it away. He's trying to take away my glory from passing this test or this exam or this challenge face that I am facing. Because if I can pass it, then I graduate. I graduate mentally, emotionally, spiritually, into the, mm -hmm. and I become a step closer to my success. Remember in Matthew 4, as I close, you know, the enemy comes to Jesus and presents to him and says, look at this whole, uh, you know, look at all these kingdoms. I can give them to you. You know, all you need to do is bow down and worship me. Now that's what the enemy does. He gives us an easier way out. But in the end, if Jesus did that, he would have been stripped 
you know, we, we for starters, as the world would have been doomed, we wouldn't have a savior, but he would have been stripped then of that supremacy because he bowed to a person who should be bound to him. The enemy will come and prematurely. Now the kingdom, everything is under the feet of Jesus. We know this because the Bible says he's seated, he's seated in heavenly places, sitting, seated at the right hand of God. So it's not that Christ didn't already possess that, but it was before his time. He only possessed that when he died and rose and sat at the right hand of God. Then he was given everything. The Bible, I think it's in Ephesians, it says he's seated far above all authority, power, principalities. He's seated far above. It's now all his. But if he had prematurely gave in to the enemy at the very beginning of his ministry in Matthew 4 and said, okay, let me bow and just take it, uh, then he would have thwarted the purpose of God pertaining mm -hmm. to this world, pertaining to us, pertaining to him as well as Christ. You know, so it's not that Jesus was not going to get the kingdoms, but it's just that the enemy was presenting it to him in easier and faster route. And he had to go and enjoy the cross first. So you need to remember that, that the enemy will present easier ways. He'll present a man that will fund your life. <laughs> That's an easy and faster way, you know, but mm -hmm. there is a detriment to that. You will die. You will die spiritually. You will die emotionally. And unfortunately for many, they even die physically. They just die, you know. So don't take the easier and easier route. Remember that every challenge that has been presented to you, it's a stepping stone or a ladder for you to progress. There's no way you write second year exams and pass and they say you're still in second year level. No, they have to give the letter then to pass, to, to, to progress to the next level. That's how you need to look at obstacles and view challenges. It's your way of progressing and getting a step closer and a step closer. You may seem like you are going backwards, but you are actually going forward. So long as you are waking up every morning and working the ability, your God-given ability and giving your best, God will do the rest. You are, as much as it seems like you're going backwards, you're actually going forward. Just press mm -hmm. on, keep going, just keep going. God that began the good work in you shall carry it unto completion. Okay, so um, I'd like to ask this, um, in your personal journey, what is the deepest revelation do you have in your relationship with God and based off of your own personal experiences in life? What is the deepest way that God has been able to reveal himself to you? I, I think his supremacy. Mm. I think his supremacy. Mm, you know, a month ago, I lost uh, my boy. I lost my boy, my nephew. Um, I was practically his mother. I loved that little boy. I lost him. He drowned right here in my swimming pool. You know, it, it was the toughest time and it still is quite a tough time for myself and our family. Um, but God is still supreme. <laughs> Just because yeah. I don't understand why he allows certain things to happen doesn't take away from his supremacy. He's still mm. supreme. He's still supreme. You know, children dying, he's still supreme. You know, mm. me failing at something, he's still supreme. Me feeling rejected, he's still supreme. You know, there's no circumstance that can take away from his supremacy, you know. Um, and, and I think in that, uh, a lot of people have come to me as I'm actually speaking to you, and I want to share this with your listeners. A lot of people, especially who are not believers, atheists and other religions, they say, if this God is so good and loving and supreme, why do little children die? Why does he let the world, I mean, the world is in a state of mayhem. It's much better now, but mm -hmm. at the time there was wars and innocent people were dying. Even now, 
you know, I saw in, um, in is it the Palestinians, they were being bombed. Yeah. Mm, people are dying. Why does God allow this if he's so loving, you know, and so good? Mm-hmm. And God revealed this to me. I was reading a book and it just dropped in my spirit. And I was like, aha, you know, and it's been revealing it over months. This is why prayer is important. Now, in Genesis, God says to Adam, Adam, I give you dominion over everything. You are its God. So Adam, as my created thing, it's up to you. What happens here? When he says I give you dominion over every living thing, over the earth itself, over the vegetation, over everything, he gave the keys to Adam. Adam being man, a human being. He said, here it is. I give it to you. You know, but because we have a relationship, if you need help, you just need to speak to me. You just need to pray for me and I'll come and invade the earth and I'll do as you have asked me. Now, importantly, remember that Adam and his wife Eve decide to eat the fruit. Remember, they then eat the fruit. By eating the fruit, they are giving that key, those keys God gave Adam to the enemy, to Satan. Mm-hmm. By listening, by disobeying God, they obeyed the enemy. Whenever, listen to me, as you are listening to this podcast, whenever you disobey God, you are obeying Satan. I don't yeah. want you to think there's middle ground. I don't want you to go drinking, getting drunk and having sex and thinking, ah, you know, but I still love God. No, then you are obeying Satan. By, your, by disobeying what God says, you are obeying Satan. You're actually a devil worshiper. You know, I know we think devil, yeah. devil worshippers are people who are like Satanists. Satanists are people who have ascribed, who have joined the, the occultic with, the, with Satan. But devil worshippers are people who disobey God. That's the true definition. I want you to understand that. So when Adam and Eve disobeyed God, they obeyed the enemy and handed over the keys to this world. That's why then the Bible says Satan is the king of this world. He's the God of this world. That's why there's mayhem. Because God gave over the keys to us and we gave them over to Satan. That's why there's mayhem. But God still says, if you want me to come and invade, somebody will need to pray. If there's a God who answers, there must be a man who will be able to pray. And God throughout the Bible says, ask me and I will answer you. Seek me and you will find me. Whatever you desire, I will grant the desires of your heart. All you need to do is ask. If there's nobody praying, then God can't answer. God can't just come and invade and do whatever he wants because God is a man of principle. He gave us the keys. Adam erroneously gave them to Satan. Satan mm-hmm. is now ruling this world. That's why then he's causing havoc. The Bible, if you read your Bible, throughout to say the enemy, Satan is the God of this world. He's the king yeah, of yeah, this yeah. world. Mm, he is, you know, but there's still a supreme God in heaven. Mm, you know, there's three heavens. Mm. God sits in the, in the third heaven. There's the atmospheric heaven, the heaven, the atmospheric heavens, which is where the enemy and his angels sit. I know we think they sit in hell. They don't. <laughs> they actually don't. They sit in the atmospheric heaven. Yeah. <laughs> in accordance to the book of, 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 of uh, what we call it, Ephesians. Then there's the second heaven, which is the stellar heavens. Then there's the third heaven, which is the heaven of heavens, where God sits. So God, even though the enemy is still terrorizing in this, in this earth and in this world, God is still supreme. He's still higher. You know, he's still two heavens higher than the enemy. The, the enemy is not God's match. But God is saying, if you want me to come down and, and, and start invading and working in this mm-hmm. Satan-ruled earth, 
then somebody needs to pray. As you pray, you give God the legal right to cut through the heavens, come down and immediately do as you have asked. You, you, the Bible says you do not have because you do not ask. That's what the book of James says. Yeah. You do not have because you do not ask. And if you ask, you ask from a place of not understanding. They, there's a lack of understanding. Many people are listening saying, but I've been praying for years, but my, you know, answer, I, I'm not receiving answers, you know, but you're not praying from an understanding of what I've just said. You just think, oh, you know, God is like a genie. Tomorrow it will happen. And because you don't have understanding, you won't even realize when God is answering your prayer in a manner you didn't anticipate. And sometimes you pray from a place of unrighteousness. In the book of James chapter five, the Bible says, the prayer of the righteous availeth much. Are you living in a position of righteousness? Righteousness isn't, whole, isn't being perfect. Righteousness is being in right standing with God. You will go to Konka, do all the bad things that happen at Konka, then pray that you pass the exam, then you'll fail. Then you'll say, Lord, why didn't you answer my prayer? You're not in right standing with God. God isn't a genie. God isn't like the other gods. God isn't like Amadlozi. Amadlozi, you can sleep with your man, and they'll be appeased. God is not like that. God requires righteousness. He says, be holy for I am holy. You know, holiness isn't being, being perfect, but holy is, in, is being in right standing and saying, with my body, I will. This is the temple of God. God, I will, I will have to. Apologies for that. I think I got a call. Um, but being holy is saying, this is the temple of God. I will do everything that honors God. Yes, you make mistakes and that's fine. But what's important is that you come and say, Lord, I'm sorry, this is what I have done. Cleanse me, do as you will. First John chapter one, verse 18. First John chapter one. The Bible says, if we say we are without sin, you know, see as cautious and the truth is not in us. It says, but if you okay. confess your sins to God, in the Amplified Version, it says, confess your sins to God regularly. It says, not only will he forgive you, but he will cleanse you of all unrighteousness. And therefore, when you pray, God will be able to hear your prayers and answer your prayers immediately. It's not a matter of living perfectly. I'm not perfect, but every day I repent. Every day I confess. I say, God, when I did this, it wasn't right. I know it wasn't right. Show me where I, I, I didn't do things in accordance to your way. Show me so I don't repeat it tomorrow. Living a life of repentance and confession. Then you've been right standing with God. And as you pray, God will answer your prayers immediately. Yeah. So oh, that's, that was that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's the revelation I got. Oh, yeah, that's one of the greatest revelations. He has revealed okay. himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is my last question. And I'm just going to ask this for myself. <laughs> um, what advice would you give to a young lady in her early 20s? Um, I'm th I think right now, this, this is because I'm at a point in my life where I am just so fully focused on my purpose and the trajectory of where I want to be, where I'm going to go. Because, um, and especially with today, there's so much pressure is when you are in your 20s to perform or to look a certain way or to do things in a certain way. So what advice would you give to someone in her early 20s? Okay, sure. I have a lot of advice, but I'll just nip it in the bud and just one thing. There's a, a lot of, uh, you know, this um, culture on social media where they say, gosh, you're young, you don't have to have your life figured out. You don't have mm -hmm. to work hard you know, just rest. Honestly, your life matters. 
your health, your mental health matters. That's good and well. Your mental health does matter. And you don't have to have your life figured out at 23 or 25 or even 28. You know, you mm. don't feel that pressure. I agree. But don't be soft on yourself. This thing of, ah, you know what? I need to, my mental health matters. Um, enough with toxic work environments. Enough with toxic people around me. I matter. Hashtag, it's all about me and my emotions and my mental health. And I can take things easy because I don't have to put pressure on myself. That mm. the enemy is using that to manipulate you. Can I tell you something? You will yeah. wake up and you'll be 45 and you will not have a stable job. You will not have a stable business because all you do is quit your job. Job after job, you keep quitting because hashtag toxic work environment. Hashtag, yeah. I can take a gap here because I don't need to put myself under pressure and I mustn't compete with people because hashtag mm. my mental health matters. You'll be 35, you wouldn't have accomplished anything. You'll be 40, you wouldn't have accomplished anything. Don't allow the enemy to manipulate that and manipulate you. Work hard. There's nothing that beats good old hard work. I was in a panel discussion with other great uh, women, some even in the media personalities, and they really, they, one of them actually took offense and said, no, black women have been told to work hard all their lives. They mustn't work hard. It's okay for black women to rest. They must rest. And I said, no, they mustn't rest. They must work hard. If you ha haven't gotten to the level that you want to get, why are you mm -hmm. resting? Do you have mm -hmm. a million in your bank account? No. So why are you not studying? Why are you, if you don't have that degree, why are you sleeping instead of studying? Yes, yes, I agree. Take some time, take hours and say, today I'm actually going to sleep. I'm going to, you know, read a, 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 my Bible or read a book or watch TV. I'm going to rest. That's okay. But that excessive mm -hmm. rest, because now black women have been told that they must work hard. Now it's our time to rest. You'll rest and you won't have enough as much as the other people have, the other races have, because they actually work hard. Muslims actually don't sleep. They just work hard. They actually just work hard. That's what they do. But you are busy saying, oh, as a black woman, why am I being put under pressure to work hard? It's okay to not have my life figured out. Let me just rest and do nothing for this whole year. Then you won't reach your dreams. Then you won't attain your goals. You know, then you'll be at the age of I don't know what, and you won't have your life figured out. And you wonder what happened. You are soft on yourself. Don't be soft on yourself. So long as you can do it, if you have the ability and resources to study, girl, you better study. If you have the yeah. resources to start a business, start that business, light it up, light it up until you get your first 100K. Then as you carry on lighting it up, you get your first 500K. Okay, okay, keep lighting it up until you get your first million. If you haven't attained those standards that I'm saying, don't be easy on yourself. The enemy is a liar, <laughs> work hard. Rest is beautiful. God rested from his works. The Bible says rest is, is God ordained, but God worked six days and only one day he rested. When are you going to work one day and rest six days? Do you see where the problem there is? Do you see why you're yeah. not at the God standard and God level God has called you to? Because you are busy working one day and resting six days. Work six days, rest one day. So work hard. Don't fall into the trap. Oh, hashtag mental health matters. You'll be at a job where the boss will be terrible. But so long as God says stay there and so long as you are gaining knowledge and experience and it's helping your career. I'm even speaking to you, Angela, because you will go and do articles soon. Articles are difficult. You will get maybe a director that's not as empathetic as it probably should be. 
but that's okay. Are you gaining? If the answer is yes, you are gaining knowledge. Are you gaining experience? Yes, you are. Stay there. Yes, you'll cry, but stay there. No hashtag toxic work environments. I'm quitting. You'll keep quitting. You'll have a lot degree, but sitting at home for 10 years because you keep mm. quitting toxic environments. It becomes a spirit that infiltrates where anything that moves your emotions, you are readily, readily uh, curbing it out. You are not moved by emotions. You are moved by intelligence in the name of Jesus. May wisdom be your portion in the name of Jesus. I, whoever you are listening, wherever you are listening from, in the name of Jesus, I pray wisdom be your portion. May you be moved by godly wisdom. The wisdom mm -hmm. that attains, that says you will borrow too many and you will lend too many, but borrow from none. The wisdom that says you will have more than enough provision. You will not lack. Let wisdom, mm -hmm. because wisdom makes, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, that wisdom, wisdom, you know, gives you greater life. If you desire good days and long life, wisdom will give it to you. If you desire riches and honor, it's in Proverbs, wisdom is your portion. You cannot get riches and honor without exercising wisdom. Don't fall into the trap of society that says you must rest. You must have a fun time. Hashtag manifest. Hashtag take it mm -hmm. easy on yourself. That is not wisdom. That is worldly wisdom, not godly wisdom. And that's going to land you up in trouble five years, ten years down the line when you look around and the people, your peers are far ahead and you wonder what happened to me. You know, it's the enemy that lied to you. Don't be easy on yourself. So long as you can, you feel you, are, you can in your mind, you're in the right uh, state of mind, right state of body, even health-wise, push yourself, do it. And God, you will reap the rewards of godly wisdom, which is riches and honor. Yeah. Yo, that was so profound, so amazing. What an anointed episode. <laughs> what an anointed episode, such a glory-filled episode. Um, thank you so, so much. I really, really appreciate it. And um, that is the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, Sis Kanye. I know for a fact with myself, I am going to be re-listening to this episode. <laughs> and oh. I'll probably be listening to it and writing down everything and um thank you so much i know for myself that i learned a lot and it really did um sharpen and equip me thank you so much for joining and thank you so much to the listener for listening to this episode god bless you